Let's look at Psalms 23, verse 1 through verse 6. Let's read it and read. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Praise God. You may be seated. Now next week I'm going to do a great handout for you. I think you'll really enjoy this to kind of remind you of the series and remind you that Jesus Christ is your shepherd. And I like the way that this is laid out. A good friend of mine sent it to me last night, Tony Cook. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, means provision, number one. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. That means rest, number two. He leads me beside the still waters. That means peace, number three. He restores my soul. That's restoration. He leads us in the paths of righteousness. That's guidance. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. That's protection. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That's comfort. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, that's satisfaction. You anoint my head with oil, that's anointing. And my cup runs over, that's abundance. And surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, that's confidence. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, that is union. I like the message translation of of one of those verses. It says, you serve me a six-course dinner right in front of my enemies, and you revive my drooping head. My cup brims over with blessing. You know, we can't even really describe how much Jesus loves us. The message translation of Psalm 13 says, I've just thrown myself headlong into your arms, I'm celebrating your rescue. Another one puts it this way. I just feel like celebrating because you rescued me. You have been good to me, Lord, and I will sing about you. And so what we want to center in on this morning is he makes us to lie down in green pastures. Many people, many of God's sheep have experienced the Lord causing them to lie down. Maybe they faced a tough time or been in turmoil or some circumstance almost took them out. And yet the Lord was right there with them as the good shepherd and enabled them to lie down in green pastures, which represents great rest. I want to say to you this morning, when you've experienced the good shepherd's care in that fashion and in that manner, Forget not what he did for you. Don't start wandering your own way 
after he's brought you back into the fold or after he's caused you to lie down in green pastures. As a pastor, we have seen this over the years. Many people on fire for a period of time. Then the test came trying to rob them of their testimony. And instead of drawing near to God, they drew near to the spirit of this age and to the spirit of this world. But that's not you and that's not me. We're committed to the good shepherd as he is, come on, committed to us. In Psalms 23, verse 1 in the Amplified, it says this, The Lord is my shepherd to feed, to guide, to shield me, and I shall not lack. You see, without a shepherd, what sheep do very often times is they go looking for grass other than the green grass and the wonderful pastures that the good shepherd provides. In New Zealand, that country is known for sheep, and they have a bluish tint grass that oftentimes looks like regular grass, and oftentimes the sheep will wander, and they will eat and partake of that poisonous grass. You see, sheep have a tendency to wander. They can fall off into poisonous weeds, they can get lost, and they can be devoured. And thank God you and I have a good shepherd. His rod and his staff comforts us. How many of you know that he can keep you right on spot? He can keep you right in the place by his grace that you belong. Now, it's very interesting to me that as you look at this 23rd Psalm, you'll see that traveling is involved. He leads us in green pastures. He leads us beside the still waters. As we travel along this path of life, he shows us the right paths that he has for us. And then sometimes we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You see, we're traveling, we're moving. He prepares a bank for us beside the green pastures. He prepares a table for us. You see, very often you will not get to the table of plenty and to the table of prosperity until you followed him closely down through those green pastures, down to those still waters, and even through the valley of the shadow of death. But how many of you know on the other side of every test is victory? On the other side of every test is overcoming. So as we travel on, we see and we partake of his goodness and mercy. But at the end of the day and at the end of our lives, here's what the victory is. We're going to dwell in the house of the Lord. How long? We're going to dwell forever. We're going to dwell forever. So now, speaking of traveling, how many of you are familiar with a GPS system? You know, oftentimes what your smartphone will ask you, or maybe your iPad or your computer, it will ask you, what is your current location? You see, we need to know what our current location is in our lives. In other words, what our current circumstances are. And the challenge is this. We need in life to determine our present position. You've got to know where you are. I almost said you've got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. I've been singing that all week. Good job, Pastor Tom. But you've got to know where you are before you can get to where you want to be. Amen. So you need to ask yourself from time to time, where am I at? What is my current location? Where am I at spiritually? Where am I at financially? Where am I at emotionally? Where am I at relationally? Where am I at with my walk with God? We need to be honest with ourselves and not get into this 
thing called denial. You see, as believers, we have GPS, God's positioning spirit. And how many of you know that even though you get off course sometimes, he'll keep talking to you. And he can recalculate you. He can reroute you if necessary. And he will prompt us along the way. And if you miss a turn and get out of the way, he is the way. <coughs> and he will get back, you back to where you belong. And then we have Siri. How many of you know what Siri is? I don't know what Siri stands for. But spiritually, we could say that Siri means spirit inside revealing information. Aren't you glad you've got the good shepherd on the inside of you? He lives in you by the power of the Spirit. And he's inside of you. He's inside of me. And he wants to show us things to come. He will reveal to us the information that you and I need. Helps us. Keeps us. Restores us. Gives us the best route. Keeps us on track. And guides us into all the truth. I want to remind you what I said a couple of weeks ago. Jesus said this, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Are you following him today? Say this with me. I hear his voice and I follow my good shepherd. Now, whatever your current situation is or whatever your current location is, never, ever take your good shepherd out of your current location. By that I mean never factor out his anointing. Never forget that he is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He knows you, he knows what you're facing, and he knows what you're going through. As a matter of fact, in the book of Hebrews, he said this, I'm never going to leave you, and I'm never going to forsake you. Matter of fact, let's look at Hebrews 13, 5, and 6 and read it together. You go ahead and read. I'm going to drink a while. Ready, read. What did he say? What did he say? Now, verse 6, here's what we say. What did he say? What do we say? So what he has said, then you need to be bold to lay hold and confess what he said about you. So in your current location, wherever you're at this morning, he says, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. To get to your destination, to get to your manifestation, you must have some information. Amen? Make sure that you're preloaded. Make sure 
that you're preloaded. What do you mean preloaded? I mean loaded with the word. I mean loaded with the Holy Spirit. I mean full of the Spirit every day of your life. So as you get the information and you are preloaded and you stay full of the Spirit, you become informed and then you can follow the directions of the Good Shepherd and you will make it to your destination. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to make it. I'm going all the way to my destination. Hallelujah. He'll give you that information. He'll give you that revelation. Let's talk for a few moments about current locations. Whatever, and by that I mean whatever you're facing, whatever issues you're facing. Maybe you're experiencing some health challenges. You might be waiting for an appointment to, to see the doctor. Perhaps you're waiting to get some sort of results back and And then maybe you've already got the results back and now you're waiting for the diagnosis and there's all sorts of fear and there's all sorts of anxiety and there's all sorts of worry. Let me prescribe something to you this morning. Instead of worrying about some test, instead of worrying about some diagnosis or some prognosis, spend your time meditating on the Word of God. See, worry is meditating on the lies of the devil. And you'll find one thing about the enemy, he will always make a mountain out of a molehill. He will always tell you that that pain in your side certainly has got to be a tumor. He will always say that that uh, heartburn is a heart attack. He always presents to us the worst case scenario, right? Why? Because he's a liar. I said he's a liar. And he's the father of lies. So at the other end of every lie Satan tells you there that binds you, the other end of it is the word of God that is the truth and sets you free. So, you see, you're going to go through life anyway. You're going to spend time anyway. But what are you spending your time with? Are you spending your time worrying and getting all anxious and tossing and turning And worrying about the worst case scenario? I declare whose report will you believe? I said whose report will you believe? We will believe the report of the Lord. If we want to see the arm of the Lord revealed to us in a big way, in a strong way, we must be bold to lay hold of the report of the Lord. Take the word. Follow the prescription. My son, attend to my word. Cline your ear to my saints. Keep them in the midst of thy heart. From they my words are life unto those that find them. They're health to all their flesh. This word of God shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Blessed is the man who meditates in the word of God day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters, whose leaf shall not wither. Whatever this man shall do shall prosper. So set your affections on things above 
and leave the lies behind you and walk on top of the lives of Satan, rejoicing that the goodness of God is upon you and the healing and power of God is working in you. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So your good shepherd then, he will lead you right out of disease into divine health. And he may give you some information about what you need to do naturally. You know, you can't abuse your body and expect to walk in divine health. I'm going to say that one more time. You can't abuse your body and expect to walk in divine health. I'm talking long term. Yes, the mercy of God and the grace of God will touch you. The mercy of God and the grace of God will strengthen you. But at the end of the day, you've got to walk in what you know to do. And if you're not following the directions of God's positioning spirit, and if you're not listening to Siri, the spirit inside of you revealing information, if you factor the good shepherd out of your current location, you're in trouble. But on the other hand, if you'll take heed, if you'll listen, if you'll do what you know to do, he will do for you what you could never do. Amen. Amen. What about finances? You probably do know that one of the leading causes of divorce in this nation is because of money problems. You know, you look at the economy, one day it's up, one day it's down. And you might be here this morning and you're wondering, how in the world am I going to make it? And you're just barely holding on. How many of you know that's a very real location for many people? But if you're going to get out of that curtain location to your manifestation and to your destination and to your wealthy place, you'd better get centered in on who your source is. Somebody says, well, Pastor Mark, I have great debt. But I say to you today, you have a greater God. Come on, somebody, help this preacher preach today. But then again, you've got to be open to the Holy Spirit. You've got to be open to Siri. Because the spirit of inside you will reveal information to you. He will give you information in the word of God, but he will also give you some natural information. How are you going to get out of debt, number one, unless you have a vision? How will you ever get out unless you know what you owe and know what your obligations are? Faith does not work by denying the problem. Faith looks square in the face of the problem and says, I've got the answer that trumps the problem. But you're not going to get over in life burying your head in the sand like an ostrich. You've got to take a reality check and know where you are so that God can bring you to where you need to be. Arm yourself with good Bible teaching on stewardship. Arm yourself with good natural teaching like Dave Ramsey, Financial Peace University. Arm yourself with that. Your shepherd is going to lead you out and direct you. He's going to give you a course of action. He'll bring you out of debt, right on into debt freedom. I think we ought to praise him because we're all debt free. I think we ought to give him some praise this morning because our church is debt free. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What about relationships? What's your current location? 
Maybe your current location and your relationships with your kids. Maybe your spouse or maybe some friends is rocky right now. That can weigh heavily upon a person. It's not a comfortable position to be in. Amen. And so we need to understand that there's also information in the Word of God concerning how to walk in love. Concerning husbands, how to love your wives as Christ loves the church. And I thought I'd get a bigger amen from the gal. And even concerning wives, how that they ought to reverence their husbands. Respect them, honor them, revere them, cook for them, admire them, be a blessing. I know I'm going overboard here. But there's plenty in the Word of God about this love walk. There's plenty in the Word of God about forgiving one another. There's plenty in the Word of God about not being so easily offended and touchy and fretful and resentful. There's plenty in the Word of God concerning letting all bitterness go and being kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as Christ, for God's sake, has forgiven you. And walk in love. Walk in love. You see, you've got to make a quality decision that you're going to make an investment in your relationships. See, if you ignore them and you pretend there's no problems, those problems are just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and they can end up in disaster when all the time the good shepherd wants to lead you beside the still waters. He wants you to have a marriage of heaven on earth. Come on, somebody. He wants your kids and you to be in one accord. And there's plenty of tools out there. There's plenty of books. These folks on the second row have been doing coupled together for years and years and years. It's a great ministry here in the church. We have it ongoing because we want the marriages at heart of the debate to be awesome. I know I could meddle a little bit longer, but I'm not going to. But get some information. Be informed. Invest some time. Put some energy, put some money into your marriage. Amen. Somebody's preaching pretty good here this morning. I'm telling you, he can bring you out of an unhealthy relationship into a healthy, strong relationship. And we could keep defining what your current location is because there's all sorts of scenarios. But the point I want to make to you is this. Is your good shepherd will lead you and guide you right where you are, and he will take you out. Amen. So let's go back to this part B of verse 2. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in what kind of pastures? He makes me to lie down in green pastures. I think it's interesting that he says, He makes us to lie down. It's not like a rodeo where we're manhandled and he makes us to lie down. That's not our shepherd. Now, I've discovered this, that sheep in the natural, they will not lay down if they're agitated. They will not lay down if they're fearful. Sheep will not lie down if they're hungry. Sheep will not lie down if they're thirsty. It's just a a truth in the natural world. Well, spiritually, I've discovered the same thing. 
that God's sheep, if they're agitated and if they're frustrated and if there's all sorts of gnats, if you will, spiritually surrounding them, if they haven't been feeding on the Word of God and they haven't been thirsting for righteousness and staying filled with the Holy Spirit, they're not lying down in green pastures. But the Good Shepherd, He wants to bring you to a place of rest. He wants to bring you to a place of refreshment. He told us very simply in his word to come to him. All you that labor and are heavy laden. And he says, here's what I'm going to do for you. He says, I'm going to give you rest. I'm going to put refreshment. I'm going to put food at your table. And it will cause your soul to be at ease. Amen. And so as God's sheep... We must follow the shepherd very closely because how many of you know he knows exactly where those green pastures are? You see, the good shepherd, the bishop of your soul, the one who oversees your life, he knows the end from the beginning. He knows the terrain that's out there ahead. He knows where to put you. He knows where to lead you. And he knows where to guide you. When the Bible says that he makes you to lie down in green pastures, that could mean one of two things. Number one, he either resolves the problem, he either takes care of the hunger, the thirst, and the agitation, or he comforts you and he assures you, son and daughter, just follow me. Everything's going to be all right. Don't you get upset. Don't you be uh, agitated. I'm going to walk you right through this situation. I'm right there with you. How many of you, let's be honest today, have ever walked through something they rather would have not walked through? How many of you have ever been somewhere you wish you had never been? But on the other hand, how many of you can testify that he was right there with you? Come on, he's right there with you. He's right there with you, leading you, guiding you. He's got you. He's got your back. Glory to God. So don't take him out of your current location. Don't get the woe is me's. Get rid of the violins. Get rid of the moaning and the groaning and the complaining. You see, we serve a shepherd who not only watches over his flock, but he also watches over his word to what? To perform it. God's positioning spirit. His eyes run to and fro throughout the whole earth. And he wants to show himself strong on my behalf. And he wants to show himself strong on your behalf. Amen? But now listen. We as the sheep of his pasture, we need to give him something to work with. He performs only his word. He watches over his word to perform it. Do you notice that he doesn't watch over whining and complaining to perform it? He doesn't watch over pity parties to perform it. No, he watches over faith. And he watches over his word. So I'm encouraging you today to give him his word. Return his word to him. Let him perform things that you could never do in and of yourself. He's there to lead you. Amen? From Revelation 7 and verse 16 and 17, it says this. He says, they will never again be thirsty or hungry. They will never be scorched by the heat of the sun, 
For the lamb on the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of life-giving water and shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. Here's what we need to know this morning. We need to know that the lamb seated on the throne of God, he's chosen to be your shepherd. He chose to be your shepherd. He didn't have to go to the cross. He did it for you. He made a conscientious decision that I so love the world that I'm going to give my life. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And you know what I love? is the choice he made. It's not based on our performance. It's not based on the color of your skin. It's not based on your size. It's not based on your age. It's not based on your background. It's not based on what you've done good or what you've done bad. This choice was based on the fact that he looked down through the corridor of time and he saw many sons and daughters coming unto salvation that would be made in his image and his likeness. Glory to God. He saw you and I on the cross. Kenneth Copeland sings a song, when, I, when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Think about it. He gave his life for you and for me. Now, it's because of this that you and I, here's what we can expect. We can expect some supernatural things happening in our lives. We can expect some unexplainable things. How many of you have ever just been overtaken in a blessing? Yeah, glory to God. I mean, you weren't really even using your faith so much for a blessing, but then one day the blessing of the Lord that makes you rich came upon you and it just flat overtook you. Hallelujah! overtaken by the blessing hallelujah i mean supernatural things unexplainable things i mean who gets an inheritance from a distant relative huh i tell you who does we do i mean who gets a house just given to them after cleaning a person's house for years and years i tell you who does we do Who gets big checks in the mail? Who gets their buildings paid off years and years ahead of time? We do. It's not because we're something. It's because he's something else. Hallelujah. That's us. We're children of the living God. We are highly favored of Him. Walk in the favor of God. Walk in the grace of God. Be bold to lay hold of all of your benefits. And see God and let God be God in your life. Expect Him to do the exceeding, the abundant, above all that you can dare ask or think. Glory to God. 
I desperately need him to be my shepherd. No matter what my current location might be. Let's close this up in a few moments. This is not a question of his presence. It's not a question of his ability. But here comes what our part is. Our part is, is we need to be aware of his presence. And we need to be aware of his ability. Make it a point to be shepherd aware. Make it a point to be Jesus aware. Make it a point to look away from anything and everything that would distract you and completely put your gaze upon him. Amen? You see, when we say things that are contrary to the word of God, like tomorrow's Monday, for example, right? When a person says, oh, I hate Mondays. Or man, my job just stinks. You keep talking about how stinky your job is. It'll just get stinkier till it's stench. I never get promotions at work. Oh, man, traffic's always bad on this road. What are you doing? You're making declarations over your life. You're becoming more aware of your present condition. Actually, what a person is doing is they're declaring garbage over their lives. Those declarations don't sound like someone who's hooked with the good shepherd, do they? How about your internal dialogue? How about that running conversation that you have with yourself? You know, when you're negative and critical and despairing of yourself, you're making declarations over your life. A lot of people, they don't wonder. They just ask themselves, I I don't get it. I don't know why things aren't changing. I'll tell you why things aren't changing. Because you've been making the wrong declarations. You've been talking the problem and not talking the answer. You're more aware of the disease than you are the healer. You're more aware of the debt than you are the financier. You're more aware of the depression than the joy of the Lord that is your strength. But you can change it. And you can change what you're saying every day. Think about what your life would be if you woke up every morning and you made faith-filled declarations. The Lord is my shepherd. He's the strength of my life. He's my light. He's my joy. He's my wisdom. He's my healer. No matter what I'm facing today, I know one thing for sure. My good shepherd is with me and for me all the way. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. That doesn't mean there won't be challenges. That doesn't mean you will never walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But what it does mean... You don't have to be afraid because your shepherd didn't give you a, come on, a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and of a sound mind. There is absolutely nothing like you and I knowing that he's our shepherd and he's with us. What this awareness will do for you and me, it's going to bring tremendous comfort, tremendous confidence tremendous peace and tremendous rest. I'm looking at a congregation that believes. 
I am. I'm not looking at a fear people. I'm looking at a faith people. I'm not looking at a congregation that has the spirit of fear. I'm looking at a congregation that has the spirit of faith, the spirit of victory, the spirit of winning, the spirit of overcoming. And so they which have believed. Is that you? Is that me? They which have believed. Here's what they enter in. They enter in to rest. Did you get anything out of this today? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you that you are our good shepherd. And you lead us and guide us into those wonderful green pastures. In Jesus' name. Amen.